This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Saturday, May 29th, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. It's hard to talk about the trouble employers have had filling jobs in the last few months without talking about the hike in unemployment benefits. Ohio is among several states that are dropping enhanced unemployment in hopes of continuing this economic recovery. Logan Colas of the Buckeye Institute discusses some of the evidence on what happens when you extend and enhance unemployment benefits as labor markets work to reabsorb the unemployed. I am an unfortunate Twitter person. I've said that many times before, but on on Twitter, you'll see a lot of uh, complaints about low wages being offered in, uh, particularly in the service sector of the economy, and a lot of people sort of uh, crowing, you just need to pay people more. Uh, in order to get them to come to work, or you thought two fifteen an hour was good enough for these people, and that if they don't like it, they should go get another job, and then they did, and now you're complaining about the fact that the service is slow and uh, insufficient at your local restaurant. Well, uh, to the extent that uh, there are labor shortages in the service sector uh, of the economy, particularly in, in lower wage jobs. What can we credibly attribute that to? Well, yeah, I, I think there at the beginning of the p- pandemic, there were a lot of factors that were contributing to uh, higher than normal unemployment. At the beginning, you had the pandemic, which may, meant a lot of people didn't want to go to work. They were scared because of the virus. They didn't want to go out and spend their dollars. They didn't want to go to restaurants where they would be closer to people. Uh, as that time has drawn on, Ohio now has over 40% of people vaccinated and we're actually starting to turn down vaccines from the federal government. So we're starting to hit that capacity of uh, a lot of people that are trying to get vaccinated, get protected from the virus. Uh, so that was one thing, but we're starting to move past that because you know, the people that were really scared of the virus, many of them have gone out and got the vaccine to get pre- protected from it. You also see that schools were closing uh, early in the pandemic that made a lot of people want to stay home, but schools are opening here in Ohio at a strongly increasing rate. And then uh, we have the $300 supplement to the unemployment insurance where the federal government right now is giving $300 per week uh, to those that are unemployed. And we see that, you know, that's reducing the incentive to work and making it harder for businesses to go out and hire. Okay. So a lot of states have been toying with how to deal with the fact that there are so many people who for whatever reason, are unable or unwilling to go back to work, people who were employed before the pandemic hit. What is Ohio doing? Yeah. So number one, the first thing Ohio did was make sure that we had ample access to vaccines. That was the first thing that we did because we wanted people that were hesitant on the fence about going back to work, that they could get the shot, feel safe, and go back to work. Ohio is also withdrawing from the federal $300 a week monthly supplement to the unemployment insurance that has kept uh, job openings artificially high. All right. How many other states are doing that? Uh, 16 other states have done this so far. We've seen this in Arizona. We've seen it from in Idaho. We've seen it down to Alabama. So Ohio is just joining this list of you know uh, the 16 states that have announced that they're going to withdraw from the federal unemployment supplement. There are a lot of people who are claiming, look, it's not this unemployment benefits issue. It is all of the other things that have happened in this pandemic that are making it difficult to for people to make arrangements to actually go back to work. The unemployment is helping these people make ends meet during a very difficult time. So in terms of trying to understand which effect is dominating or which effect is contributing to these uh, labor shortages, what do we know? 
Well, I think there's a lot of evidence early in the pandemic that unemployment insurance, while it did reduce the amount of applications, that the number of applications outstripped the quantity of available jobs. So what that meant is, you know, when we were in the throes of the pandemic, even though we were saying here, have this extra $300, $400, $600 added on per week to your unemployment, that even if that did reduce applications because so many businesses were closing, there were very few job openings. So what that meant is, you know, even if that declined, you actually didn't see a meaningful impact on businesses. But things have changed. Again, the virus, the virus is starting to get more under control in Ohio and across the nation. Uh, The number of cases are going down, deaths are going down. And uh, really, we're starting to see a lot of businesses try and reopen, uh, even though they're having trouble finding people because of labor shortages. So we think, and I think, that one of the biggest reasons that we're seeing that is the unemployment supplement. Now, I'm not saying that that's the only thing. I'm sure there are still some people that are kind of on the fence about the vaccine. And Ohio's looked at other ways to try and get those people to get the vaccine. That way they feel more confident going back into the labor force, getting back to work. But one of the biggest ones that we've heard kind of thrown around early in the pandemic was that school closures was what were keeping people out of the workforce. Well, uh, Jason Furman, uh, President Obama's for, for, former chief economic advisor, along with uh, Powell and Melissa Kearney, who's a professor at the University of Maryland, they actually had a study that came out today that said that it's ch- child care, whether that be through schools or whatever that may be, child care isn't really what's uh, keeping these people from going back to work. In fact, they say that only about 2% of the decline in the employment games could be attributed to the, to uh, child care issues. Meanwhile, that's only like 12% of the workforce. And uh, the decline in the employment gain for mothers is uh, only slightly less than non-mothers. So really, I, I don't think childcare is one of the biggest factors that's influencing this. What should we expect to see here? I'm going to we're going to revisit this down the road and I'm going to have you on and just point out, oh, you got it so wrong, Logan. (laughs) But what should we see if Ohio is doing the right thing and these other states that are maintaining this uh, assistance to unemployed people, states that are maintaining that? What should we expect to see in those states? Well, the first thing I say that there I, I do think there is going to be some sort of a tenuous connection between the virus and employment. Now, I do think unemployment is as big of, if not a bigger factor than the virus itself. And that's why Ohio said, hey, we're going to give you about six weeks. We're not going to we're not going to remove this federal supplement until June 23rd. That means if you want to go out and get vaccinated right now, that you can go do that. And you can still hit your two week inoculation period after your second shot. So what we should expect to see is we should expect to see a trend back towards the research that we saw before the virus hit, right? Uh, sure, there will be some changes in the labor market. The labor market's not the same now as it was before the pandemic, but the labor market now is going to be much closer to what it looked like before the pandemic in six weeks, right? But the labor market will be closer to what it looked like before the pandemic than what it looked like during the pandem- pandemic, and that's the best research that we had to draw on right now. I'm trying to imagine the next steps if it is shown that the unemployment benefits are actually the 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 real big factor here. And uh, I can imagine a centrist Democrat saying, hey, look what this extra unemployment did. It compelled all of these employers to give higher wages to uh, new and current employees to deal with the fact that that uh, these benefits were being extended. We've done a good thing by extending this unemployment uh, insurance to these folks because now employers are paying more. 
Well, I agree with the fact that I think rising wages are a good thing. I think really anybody does. But we want wages to rise because businesses are competing with each other for workers and workers are becoming more competitive. In a free market, that's what we want to see. We want to see product productivity rises, wages rising, tertiary benefits rising. We want to see all that happening because people are becoming more attractive to be employed. What we really want is we should want to see businesses competing with businesses, not businesses competing with Washington. Because if Washington has a heavy hand, it's it's hard for them to get all the private market signals that you'd get uh, in in the free market. And you know, I, I I would also disagree that there there's also value to the consumer in being able to go and enjoy all these services. In Ohio, we're seeing Cedar Point, which is Ohio one of Ohio's biggest tourist attractions. Uh, we're seeing that Cedar Point uh, when they opened recently. Number one, a lot of the rides were closed, really angering consumers, and the ones that were open had extremely long wait times. Consumers are starting to get really angry, but I agree with these people that we do want to see rising wages. We just want to see it because businesses are competing with each other, not with Washington. Logan Colas is an economic policy analyst at the Buckeye Institute. We spoke earlier this week. This month marks 15 years of the Cato Daily Podcast. In appreciation to our listeners, we have a small gift for you. Visit cato.org slash cdp15 to learn more.